0: Alright, good morning everybody. I am planning on doing a Facebook Live this morning as well. Let's see if I can get this going. Hmm. All right. Bear with me. Bear with me. Let's go back and do that. Well, the last time I did this, my camera rather my phone overheat it. So we'll see if it works this time. Well, let's see. I wish. Oh, that's crazy. Out of the way uh, hey uh, if you are there I am starting a uh, live pod a, a uh, what do you call it Facebook live along with the podcast that I've always done I see Isaac's here hey Isaac how you doing buddy <coughs> miss you we need to play some chess uh, so today I actually have, which is kind of rare for me, uh, a topic that's already on my mind, uh, that I wanted to talk about. It came up a little bit on Facebook recently, but it's something that I've talked about <clears throat> in depth in the past. Uh, and the, the, it's going to stem from, oh, you know what? I was going to put in my, You see how this works. hoping that it would switch to the microphone on my I don't know if it has but well I got a minute I'm going to stop and make sure this is working well so if you're listening I may stop and restart this uh, Facebook live just to get it going I'm kind of ahead of time here Uh, let's see let's see hey Isaac can you tell me if you hear the microphone on my on my uh, AirPod... Uh, what do you call this thing? Yeah, AirPods, right? Or on the phone. This is the phone. This is the AirPod. I wonder which one it's going to. I really want it on the AirPod. That way I can turn on the air conditioner. Huh. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, so I do this... Uh, podcast just about every week. I have over 200 episodes. I can hear you fine. All right. Oh, you think it's on the phone, not the AirPod. Huh? How would I switch that? Oh, well, maybe too late. We'll just go with it. Usually the mic on the iPhone is just great. So, uh, yeah, I do this, uh, podcast about once a week I have uh, going into my fifth or sixth year now I can't remember but uh, it's called driving theology and and basically it's me driving to work and and talking about things vaguely theological not always theological but you know usually we get there somehow uh, you'll have to deal with a lot of the noises that happen in a normal car that's just how it is. This contraption that you see up here is the microphone that I usually record on. So that's also recording right now for the uh, SoundCloud, iTunes version of the podcast. But uh, anyway, so what came up on Facebook today was uh, a. It was on an organic church site, and they were talking about uh, the book The Shack. Right. Somebody brought it up and just said, "What do you think about it?" Uh, of course, uh, this book divides a lot of people. Um, but one of the one of the themes in the Shack is a a concept of justice. Right. The Shack has a concept of justice that that a lot of people, myself included, believe is very uh, very theologically sound. Um, But that doesn't mean that it's embraced by the Christian world at large. In fact, it isn't embraced by the Christian world at large, I would say, uh, this concept of of justice. And I think I I, I can sum up uh, this concept of God's justice very succinctly. And that is, God's justice is merciful and his mercy is just. God's justice is merciful, and his mercy is just. And so, what that tells us is that whatever justice is to us, uh, it doesn't seem to live up to that, right? We wouldn't, we wouldn't say that mercy and justice are synonymous, right? Uh, but I believe that. That uh, you can find this in the Bible, especially uh, in the character of Christ, um, and you know one can make the argument that that Christ came uh, to end this uh, corrupt, um, corrupt these corrupt ideas of justice, right? And that and that so he, as a an innocent person, died at the hands of quote unquote justice right um he died at the hands of of the law the people in power um both religious and political uh killed him right and so he exposed he exposed uh human justice for what it is not just at all it's not just at all uh and so christ opens up the door for us to explore what justice actually might be, right? Maybe we've gotten it wrong all this time. You know, maybe there's something more um, to justice. Maybe when the Bible talks about justice, whether it's the Old Testament prophets uh, or the New Testament uh, apostles and disciples, maybe they mean something completely different than what we mean when we talk about justice. Uh, I really wasn't going to get into the book, The Shack, very much, but I don't know if you remember, but The Shack basically is about a a father, uh, a a family really, but mostly through the the figure of the father uh, whose son dies. Um, Well, he's very young. And of course, this causes uh, him to spiral, right? Uh, this causes him to question God and God's uh, God's methods, right? Uh, and and what it what it also does eventually, um, which leads to him finding the shack, <clears throat> is he gets to talk about God face to face about it, right? He gets to really. Really try to see things from God's point of view, and of course, the book is allegorical. It's not. It's not scripture per se. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not scripture per se. Uh, it is. It is allegorical, right? It's a. It's a an, an extended parable. <coughs> uh, but what it gets down to is that the book exposes our. Inadequate concept of God, right? Our, most most of us have a very well, all of us probably, uh, on some level or another, heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's <coughs> probably getting old. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. <sighs> where our concept of God needs work. Let me turn down the fan a little bit. It's getting a little cooler in here. Where the concept of God uh, just doesn't quite measure up is that we have this idea that God is in control, right? Uh, And and if the concept is God is in control, what we're saying is that God... uh, could do anything he wants, right? If God has complete control, then God uh, can do whatever he wants, right? He can stop whatever he wants. He can make whatever he wants happens. And a lot of people think that's what God does, that he's just this puppet master uh, pulling strings and pushing buttons and blowing whistles and, and doing all kinds of things and making the world basically go the way he wants it to go. Uh, and the 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 shack, in my in my opinion, the the, and I haven't read it in a while, or seen the movie in a while, so I guess I should kind of tread lightly about what I say about the shack. Uh, but basically, it challenges our um, notions of who God is. Uh, I don't want to get into that specific thing, but I do want to talk about why God's. Um, <clears throat> why God's concept of justice may be completely different than what we uh, talk about. And this is going to... This is not uh, going to sit right with a lot of conservative people. I'll just say that uh, you know, right at the beginning. I grew up very conservative and was extremely conservative. I'm probably still somewhat conservative compared to others. Uh, I was conservative for a long time. Uh, but I've... You know, certain things have have caused me to question uh, some of the some of, well, what the <laughs> I can't even call them traditional views of God because I believe they they came about after better views of God, so they're not the most traditional, but they were in my tradition. Let's say that. Um, <clears throat> okay, so back to. Justice. God's justice is merciful, and His mercy is just. Right. And basically, what this means is that justice is mercy. Right. Mercy is just. For God to show mercy to everyone, to anyone uh, who asks for it and who wants it and who needs it, which is basically every person on the planet, that's just. Why would that be just? Why would it be just for God to show mercy to everyone? Well, I I kind of have my own little concept about this, and and I'm not sure it's correct, and so I'm going to lay it out today. I may have alluded to it before in other podcasts, uh, but basically, it's 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 a legal argument. <clears throat> it's a legal argument. So. John Calvin brought a lot of uh, legalism into Christianity because he approached Christianity as a lawyer. He was a lawyer, and so that was his perspective. And so when he came to the Bible uh, and came to faith, he brought a lot of his um, lawyering, right, his, his lawyer eyes with him. So when he read Scripture, uh, instead of seeing grace... Uh, in certain places, maybe he saw uh, legalism, right? And and we do know that John Calvin's version, Calvinism, Christianity, also called the Reformed Church today, they are a bit more of a legalistic kind of a uh, bent, right? Um, <clears throat> to to the point where, you know, to please God. Uh, you you do have certain requirements and things you have to do to please him, right? Um, <clears throat> see, I'm totally on the opposite spectrum now. I was on that, you know, I rode that train for a long time, uh, thinking that you know what I had. There were certain things I had to do to please God, and there were certain things I was doing that were not pleasing to God, and that uh, God somehow his. His opinions of me changed by my behavior or my beliefs. Uh, And now, you know, I've come to a completely different way of thinking about that. Um, All right, so back to, I have to keep going back to, to stay on topic. God's justice is merciful. So we were all born. Right, we all came into the world, but none of us chose to be born. None of us chose to be born. Somebody made the choice for us to be born, whether on purpose or accidental. But they, they still made a choice, right? Uh, either to have a child or to have sex. Uh, but we didn't make that choice ourselves, right? That's not something that we uh, chose. We did not choose to be born. Therefore, we did not choose to be born to the parents we were born to, nor to the city or the country or the, the religion in which we were born. We were not able to choose any of the variables that affected our life most deeply. Right? Uh, some of us uh, may have been born to very gentle, generous, loving, uh, godly. Parents who loved us unconditionally and brought us up in a way that prepared us to be able to make great decisions, uh, and therefore we are not uh, addicts, uh, we are not liars, we are not thieves, uh, we we uh, don't have any weaknesses whatsoever uh, because our parents uh, were who they were, right? But it's sort of. You know, if you think about it, it's, 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 it's sort of a crapshoot, right? It's, it's, it's like playing roulette with people's lives. There are other people that were born to a single parent, even a single abusive parent, possibly a single abusive poor parent uh, who worshiped Satan and was dishonest. And so that person and their starting point in life uh, is way different, way different Uh, than the starting point of somebody else, right? Uh, And they have been dealt a particularly crappy set of cards, right? Going back to the gambling metaphor. (laughs) At no fault of their own and through no choices of their own, this is their starting point in life. Now, Richard Dawkins talks about, you know, I believe it was Dawkins. It could have been Hitchens. These are two of the new new atheist, uh, basically gods of new atheism, if you will. Hitchens is passed on. But, uh, you know, they talked about how, you know, pretty much if you are Christian, it's because you were born in a Christian country. That's why you're Christian. And, you know, that's a simplistic way of looking at it. But you really have to scratch your head and go, well, yeah, that's obviously true. And I didn't choose that, right? That wasn't a choice that I made to be born and to have uh, that. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in the word privilege. This may cause some of you guys to click off right away, but I do believe in the concept of white privilege. I believe that certain people were born uh, with an advantage in the world, and they're pretty much blind to that advantage. Uh, and yet they, they take advantage of that advantage. How many times can I say advantage in the same sentence? They take advantage, uh, of that situation that they were born into while not considering that there may be other people who don't have that privilege, who have a harder time in life, therefore, uh, are going to live in a way, possibly make choices possibly that they wouldn't have made, right? Right white privilege is a thing. I think it's so obviously a thing, but so is Christian privilege. Now, Christian privilege, <clears throat> I, I may be i may be uh, coining a phrase here, I've never heard it put this way, and this just came into my head, which is why I like this kind of stream of consciousness type of uh, talking that I do in driving theology. Anyway, so Christian privilege would be that you know of course you have if if you think the whole world needs to be christian if you were born to christian parents in a christian country or at least a country that claims to be christian then you you have an immense privilege in the world right you you if if you believe that to be right with god you have to be a christian right uh, i'll I'll get to that later and and you could also listen to a few more of my podcasts if you want to figure out maybe what I think about that, even though, yeah, maybe someday I should make an index. Um, so, you did not choose to be born into that privilege, and probably most of the people that are on this podcast right now, uh, in some way or another, have, have Christian privilege. They were born into, or at least in close proximity to, and it gave you a better possibility to become a Christian, to know Christ, to become a Christian, to join a church. Uh, if you were born in an Islamic country, uh, it could be quite difficult for you to ever even hear the name Jesus, much less... Yeah, of course, I know that Islamic people revere Jesus, Isa, I believe they call him, Isa, uh, as a prophet, not not as uh, the Son of God, but as a prophet... Anyway, the 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 infinitesimal, the infinitesimal possibility that you will ever hear anything close to the gospel means that you were born without much of a chance to ever know Jesus by no fault or no choice of your own. <clears throat> by no choice of your own, no fault of your own, okay? That's just where you were born. Um, people, no, I don't want to go there yet. So th- this is what I mean about justice is merciful, Right? God's justice is merciful. In other words, He forgives. He forgives everything. And that's merciful because because of the of the unlikely unlikeliness unlikelihood, unlike is that even a word? Because it's so unlikely that we would ever find our way to Christ. Right? And those that do Um, are very fortunate indeed, I believe, and have every advantage in the world. Um, Not to be used for your own good, but to be used for the good of the world. Uh, I believe that those who do find their way to Christ, and I'm going to make that point, to Christ and not Christianity. I'm going to make a little bit of a separation there. I think have every advantage. But the, the possibility that some people will ever even if they hear the name of Christ and this has been happening a lot lately uh, the people that stormed the castle were also proclaiming the name of Jesus people got killed there it's a horrible thing okay now you may counter with all kinds of other things against the other side. I'm not trying to pick sides here. Uh, I believe that no political side is ever going to understand the gospel or who Christ is. I'll just put that out there. Sorry, I got something still stuck in my throat. Can't get it out. So the possibility is little to none that you are going to find your way to a true understanding of the gospel and a true understanding of the person of Christ. And if you do and if you have and if you're on that journey, if you're closer than others, you are truly fortunate. And that if if, you know, that is going to benefit all the people around you and it's going to benefit the world. <clears throat> but I believe that God's justice is merciful. For this exact point that we didn't choose, we didn't we didn't sign a contract uh, that said, "Hey, uh, if if you will let me be born, I will serve you all the days of my life and dwell in your house forever." So help me God, right? None of us took that oath before we were born. We were born into situation, and to top it all off, we were born completely ignorant and dependent and weak. And immobile, right? And so we have to depend on all the people around us, whatever whatever context we happen to be thrown into. <clears throat> we had to depend on those people and learn from those people, right? We didn't know right from wrong. We didn't know good from evil. Whoever was around us at the time of our birth and through our, our you know, um, childhood first three or four years of our life, of course, are very, very uh, formative, right? Um, We conformed to those people, whoever they were. And psychology tells us that that's who we are today. Whoever we were around at that time in our life is who we have become today. Again, through no fault of your own. No fault of your own. Um, <clears throat> now, I don't want to discount the transformation that Christ can do in us and does do in us. Um, in fact, I would say that Christ's love um, is manifest in the fact that we are transformed. In, in other words, we know that Christ's love exists because we change. Right, Christ's love changes us. Uh, we become more like Him, not because not because we're trying so hard. Although trying, there's nothing wrong with trying. Uh, it's because we lean into and believe in His promises that that He loves us and that He has forgiven us and He accepts us no matter what. That there is nothing that we can do to lose His love. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We could deny him like Peter. We could crucify him like the Romans. There's nothing we can do to lose the love of Christ. Now, we may deny the love of Christ exists. We may continue pushing it away, and that's part of our free will, right? We have the will to reject the love of Christ. But remember... the majority of the world will never hear the pure gospel let's say it that way the pure gospel the majority of the world will never understand the love of christ and yet god's justice is merciful and his mercy is is just right now the other the other another way of looking at this merciful justice Is the concept of reconciliation. That justice, when God uses justice, He's always using it in a reconciling way. That if He wants to come in and judge, okay, judge someone's sin, it is always in the purpose so that man can be reconciled again with man and thereby be reconciled with God, right? We reconcile with God by being reconciled with each other, I believe, right? That's why Jesus said his last commandment that he said is a new commandment. I give you love one another as I have loved you, love one another, right? That's his new commandment. Um, And I believe that commandment supersedes all the others. Uh, And I, I, I think I've done a podcast about that as well, but... Yes, of course, love God and love your neighbor, but I believe that is all concept. That is that is all um, that entire those two concepts uh, you can put into one concept, and that is love one another, right? Uh, I believe we. uh, I mean, God doesn't need our love, right? He doesn't need it. God doesn't need anything from us. There's nothing we can do. I mean, you know, what are you going to do for God that He can't do for Himself? And that Christ is already doing for the Father and doing for the Holy Spirit, and vice versa. Right? They they are already, they are already the the embodiment of love. Right? Their very essence is love. And every and, and everything that they are is bound up in love, and cannot ever contradict love. Right? Hate does not exist in love. <clears throat> uh. Human justice does not exist in love. Human judgment, human punishment does not exist in love. Everything that is in love cannot contradict it, right? Therefore, justice, God's justice, is part of His love. His mercy is part of His love, right? His discipline is in His love, right? These are all these are all things that exist in love, uh, but do not ever. Um, Go against it. Right? They, they don't. Sorry, I lost the word. So, reconciliation, right? Let's say for for you know just the sake of argument that we do need to talk about somebody's sin, right? That that somebody has done something in our community that does need to be talked about, right? Now, oftentimes, in, in the way that humans talk about these things, we, we talk about, <clears throat> um, you know, we, we talk about punishment. Somebody needs to be punished. They need to pay for what they did, right? They need to pay for what they did. Uh, and then maybe they can, you know, come back into the community. So, but we'll see, right? Maybe there will always be this distance, right? Right. Um, But I I believe Jesus's, Christ's reconciliation is all about, hey, we are all flawed. Uh, We all are in need of reconciliation. Let's allow the transformative love of Christ to permeate everybody. And let's just trust Christ through all this that we can trust one another. Yeah, okay, there are some sticky places. Abusive relationships between parents and children, uh, between, uh, spouses, um, yeah, those things, maybe distance has to happen, maybe reconciliation will take a long time, uh, maybe, maybe it won't even happen in this life, right, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that if you are in an abusive relationship with a spouse, um, that you have to um, somehow put up with it, to forgive, to reconcile. No, there may be space that needs to happen there. And I would say almost always there's space that needs to be happened, at least for a time. It needs to happen, at least for a time. Uh, and the great thing about this concept of justice. Is that no matter how bad you screw up, you receive mercy. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Let's say, let's say, you divorce your husband because you've had an affair or something like this, right? And you've gone off, and and then you know each of you have started living different lives. And even if you wanted to be reconciled back together, it's just not feasible, right? There's always mercy in front of you. You don't have to go back and fix everything. Now, is there benefit in going back and fixing things? Of course there is. Of course there is. It's hard to do, but of course there's benefit to being reconciled in that way. But to be reconciled with your fellow man is not the same thing as being reconciled with Christ. I believe Christ reconciled us with him, right? From his point of view, it's done, right? It is finished, as he said on the cross, right? His work is finished. Uh, and so I guess what I, what I really want to get to today, and what I want to say today, uh, is that... Hey guys, sorry about that. Uh, this will be a continuation of uh, what I was saying. that My phone overheated as I was driving, which has happened before... I thought maybe this time of year it'd be better. So I'll have to, if I continue to do this, I'll have to do something different next time. But uh, anyway, I don't know how to connect these videos, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I, not knowing exactly where you cut off, I know I've been kind of going back and forth. Uh, so I'd love to know what you think about that concept, right? The concept that, that God's justice is merciful and his mercy is justice. That that mercy and justice, and reconciliation, are all wrapped up in the love of God, uh, and and that. Um, I remember what I was saying about the abusive relationships. That's about where it cut off, probably. Uh, no matter what decisions we make and feel like we have to make, uh, there's always mercy on the other side of those, um, and. We can, we can continue to go forward, right? doesn't mean that we don't want to be reconciled with those we may uh, hurt or who may be hurt. And sometimes in this human situation, hurt is just the um, just the way things are, right? It's a broken world. We all hurt. We all suffer. It sucks, but that's, uh, that's how it works out. By the way, if you are just uh, if you are just seeing this, I posted a video before this that got cut off. My phone overheated, uh, and you should watch that first um, so that you'll know what the heck I was talking about. Uh, but basically, the theme today was God's justice is merciful, and His mercy is justice. Uh, and then I think the, the the system of justice of the world. Um, if it's ever going to be truly just, it has to be just as merciful. Uh, In fact, justice, from God's standpoint, is merciful, right? Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, sorry about that cutting off. Um, I'm going to stop this recording here in just a second. Uh, I just want us to to think about that, you know, think about what justice means uh, from Christ's standpoint which is mercy and reconciliation and that we all deserve mercy uh, because we did not choose to be born into the situation we were born into. We didn't choose to be born to imperfect parents. Some of us were born to abusive parents. Uh, Some of us were born uh, into, you know, households filled with, uh, liars and cheats and criminals and all kinds of stuff, right? None of us chose to be born where we were born. Therefore, mercy, um, from God's standpoint, everybody deserves mercy because a lot of us were dealt a pretty crappy hand in life. Uh, and some of us weren't, right? Some of us, uh, had privileges. Some of us had the privilege of being born into a Christian household, but we shouldn't take advantage of that. And we have no reason to be proud of that. Uh, grateful, maybe, but but if our, you know, if our gratefulness, oh my gosh, I bet this sound is horrible. I bet there's all kinds of, uh oh, sorry. The wind. Oh, I bet I messed this one up. Sorry guys, Uh, I know there's a lot of wind noise that's coming through, it's because my phone overheated and I was trying to cool it off with the vent and then I didn't turn the vent off, which was a bad idea. What is going on here? Still doesn't want to turn off. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's all for today. Thanks for, uh, watching and you can watch the the last video. It's not going to wrap up very well, but maybe I'll figure out a way to, uh, uh, edit that video and then maybe repost it. But yeah, thank you guys. Bye-bye.